Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. And today we have a wonderful guest. I met her at the CHD conference in Savannah just a couple of weeks ago, and some of you may have seen her on the high wire. So we are very privileged and honored to have her with us today. Her name is Zen Harikat, and she's coming to us from Moms Across America. She is the founder and director of Moms Across America, a national Ooh. coalition of unstoppable moms. She's the author of the book, Unstoppable, produced a short film called Communities Rising, and most importantly, at least we think so, she is the mom of three boys who recovered their health issues by eating organic foods. Welcome, Zen. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Dr. Michelle, for having me on. I love the title of your podcast, Mommy Heal Thyself, it, because we don't heal ourselves. We can't heal anybody else, right? We can't take care of anybody else if we don't put ourselves first. And I so appreciate your um, attention to health matters. Exactly. You know, one of the things I keep on sharing with parents is that sometimes we look at our children as being the ones who have issues, but in reality, if we focus on improving our own health and our own nutrition, guess what? We're the ones who buy the groceries. So, mm -hmm. you know, today we're going to step a little bit out of what a lot of times we, we consider our purview. You know, as moms, we understand that what we cook at home or what we bring into our home has a tremendous impact on our children's health. But we kind of forget that a lot of our kids are eating school lunches. And, you know, we are, we're told that they're healthy and that they're the best thing for our kids. But your research is telling us something different. So then tell us a little bit about what made you even start to do this research and what the results were. Okay, well, to give just a little bit of background, we're, as you said, a nonprofit. We've been around for 12 years. Our initial motto is, um, healthy moms, uh, empowered moms, healthy kids, actually. And a long time ago, when I learned about GMOs, genetically modified organisms in the food supply, I approached my school principal. My kids were at a, a uh, middle school across the street from where I lived. And he said that he couldn't do anything about the school lunches, that it's a federal program. And my then husband at the time reminded me that, you know, this is just one little school across the street that the school lunch system is a federal program. I was thinking too small. I had to think bigger. So I had to think national. So I did. And I had this uh, white light God coming through me moment in the shower. And I thought of, hey, we could join into 4th of July parades and raise awareness about GMOs in the food supply, at least label them, right? And then there would we would see change in the school lunches and the, the, fed, the national um, Food, food supply if people became more aware of GMOs, which are genetically modified organisms, and I can go into what those are, mm -hmm. and the toxins that are sprayed on the crops because they're genetically modified to resist them. So I thought, let's just raise awareness about GMOs and join into 4th of July praise because, you know, moms and kids and strollers going to DC, you know, to do like March on Washington, mm -hmm. which is what I was inspired by. Um, 
it would be difficult, you know, with, with, with uh, moms and strollers and, and budgets and all that stuff. So I thought we could do something locally and that's affordable and accessible and, and easy to do, just slap some red, white, and blue on your kid in a stroller and you can join into a parade. And so I made up banners. I was a former fashion designer. So I was able to design like collections of things. So I designed banners and t-shirts and buttons and stickers and flyers and all kinds of things. And we joined into parades, 4th of July in 2013 with banners that said, moms across America march to label GMOs. Mm. And the point was to have, you know, uncle Harry on the in the audience elbow Martha and be like, Martha, what's a GMO? And she'd be like, I don't know, look it up, Google it, you know? And that's, that's just what I wanted to spark with some interest in what GMOs were because my kids had 20 different food allergies, Mm. autism symptoms, allergies, autoimmune issues. And when I learned about GMOs within a couple of months, those things cleared up. And within a year, my son's food allergy went from a 19, which is life-threatening and he almost died on Thanksgiving evening because of a pecan and the stuffing down to a 0.2 from eating organic. And, um, and so though, you know, the autism symptoms cleared up, all these different health issues cleared up when we went organic and I wanted people to know about this and I wanted our food to be properly labeled. And, and I just put it out there to the universe. Let's join into these 4th of July parades. And within four months, we had a reach on Facebook of over, over 300,000 a week. And we had 179 groups of moms and, and, and parents and kids and everybody joining into 4th of July parades in 37 states for the first initiative. And wow. then within, yeah, within the next five years, we had over a thousand events in all 50 states. And, uh, and it just has kept growing since then. I think we've had probably over 120 million impressions now and been in a, over a dozen movies and spoken in, I don't know, dozens and dozens of countries and, it's not what I envisioned for my life, but I'm willing to do it because I get that it's not enough for my sons to eat organic mm-hmm. because I know that GMOs and these toxic chemicals affect the reproductive systems yeah. of everybody. And so if I want my sons to have healthy, happy families, which is the most amazing thing in the world, I think, to be a parent, um, then everybody needs to be organic because I don't know who their future spouse is, mm-hmm. right? So I want them to be able to meet somebody who has been eating healthy food and whose reproductive system works someday. So to me, this is a community issue, not a, my family is going to eat organic issue, right? It needs to be everybody. So that's a little bit of background on how I got started and it's just taken off from here. And I'm very happy that we uh, have been able to do testing and to raise awareness about the food supply. Well, I love what you were saying, especially because you have an emphasis on local movements. You know, our theme or one of our themes for It Takes a Village is creating global change through local movements. So my personal my personal commitment is to empower community leaders to be global game changers. Yes, it's like the same thing. We we work so perfectly together. In fact, I was on your website like, yes, I want to be one of you guys. You know, and the link didn't work. So I'm going to have to talk to you about that later. But Ooh. the thing that I want to look at is first to just clarify for people that we understand, like you said, that it's not just about our children being able to eat organic. It's really about looking at one of the main areas where hundreds of thousands, millions of children get their nourishment every single day. And in fact, there are lots of communities, and I was a school teacher for over 20 years, so I know this firsthand. There's a lot of communities where that is the only place where children are getting 
quote unquote, whole meals. I won't say wholesome meals because you're going to tell us a little bit about that, but whole meals. And so that's what is so critical for us to look at this one area that we can have an impact on. So tell us a little bit more about that then. Yeah, sure. So we looked at the school lunches because we learned that 30 million school meals are served a day to our children and, you know, some breakfast and lunch. And as you said, for some kids, that's the only meal that they get all day. And we know that there is not only a childhood obesity issue in America, but there is a childhood chronic illness. 54% of our children have some form of chronic illness. And one out of two males are expected to get cancer. One out of three females are expected to get cancer. Cancer rates for children have risen 37% just since the late 70s. And, um, And chemicals like glyphosate have been directly linked to these health issues. Uh, the glyphosate, which is in the food supply now, uh, to the tune of 280 million pounds a year sprayed on our food supply for both GMOs that are genetically modified to withstand it. And also non-GMO foods that's non-organic mm. like peas and wheat and beans and oats and, um, different types of grains. They spray it on those crops as a drying agent. So wow. that's why it's the most widely used herbicide in the world. Um, and when they spray it as a drying agent just before harvest, it doesn't wash, dry, or cook off. Hmm. So we are consuming very high levels of glyphosate herbicide in our foods practically every meal if you're eating grains um, and uh, anything except for fruits and vegetables. It's the grains and the you know the soy, the corn, the peas, the beans, oats, all of those, and which is practically you know wheat. It's practically in every meal now. So we um, we're very concerned about the levels of of glyphosate because it's a carcinogen, an endocrine disruptor, a chelator, meaning it makes vitamins and minerals unavailable to the body, which we cannot function without. Yeah. Uh, it's It damages sperm, it damages the reproductive system mm-hmm. and it causes liver and kidney disease. I could go on and on. So, you know, all these health issues, mm-hmm. glyphosate, right? You know, you put two yeah. and two together, you got to start making, you know, you, you, you can connect the, the dots. You don't have to be a doctor or scientist. So we wanted to test school lunches to see what was in them. We tested for glyphosate, we tested for pesticide, harmful pesticide, or glyphosate and AMPA, 200 and I think over 200 uh, different harmful pesticides. Hmm. We tested for four different heavy metals hmm. and we tested for um, veterinary drugs and hormones. And the results were 90, not over 93% of the school lunches contained glyphosate and its breakdown AMPA. 74% of the school lunch samples contained at least one of 29 different harmful pesticides. Four veterinary drugs and hormones were found in nine samples at very high levels. And what we didn't say then, because we actually didn't notice it, but we noticed it now through the fast food testing is that four of those school lunch samples, 25, almost 25% of them contained, um, no, sorry, 10%, because there were 43 school lunch samples and four of them contained um, an aviary contraceptive it is an anti-parasitic drug that uh, that that uh, treats cocositis, a chicken parasite. So they use it in meat birds, but they can't use it in egg-laying birds because it will prevent them from laying eggs. It is an aviary contraceptive found in four of the school lunch samples. And 100% of the school lunch samples contained heavy metals like mercury, cadmium, lead. Uh, some of, m- Many of them contained arsenic, especially in the rice. And, uh, and the same with the fast food samples. And one, one, one second, Zen, because I want people to really think about what you just said. You know, we keep on complaining that our children are not learning in school, that they're struggling school, that the test scores are going down, that they're 
graduation rates are going down, their ability to, to function, their ability to focus, their ability to not be riddled with anxiety and depression. But look at what they're eating. Is it a question now? I mean, come on. Ah, I'm so sorry for interrupting that. I, I just... Uh, no, and you're right. And the mineral, the, that's just the toxins. The minerals were so low hmm. that, you know, when, when nutritionists and plant pathologists looked at them, they're like, I would be embarrassed to call this food. The, yeah. the lab technician said there are more toxins in this food than minerals. Hmm. So they are more poisonous than they are beneficial for the kids. And the sad thing is we saw some of the highest levels were um, in taco tacos and in on the apple, the, some of the highest levels of pesticides. So then in the process of testing these school lunches, which by the way, got very low press, people just did not want to hear about it, uh, especially mainstream media. We learned that fast food suppliers, brands, fast food brands are actually the suppliers for school lunches. Only 15% of the food comes from USDA commodities, like, you know, corn things and in, in wheat and stuff like, so like that. But the rest comes mostly from fast food, could come from Cargill or, you know, some big, yeah. big food companies, but mostly fast food. And so we were like, well, let's go straight to the source and test the top 20 fast food brands. Mm -hmm. And then we added in, um, in and out because we had some board members from California that thought maybe that would be safer. A hundred percent of the uh, fast food brands contained glyphosate, a hundred percent contained heavy metals. Um, the, and just to give you, break it down a little bit, the highest levels of glyphosate were in Panera bread. And they, they claim good, oh. wholesome. Yeah. Oh Second highest levels were in Arby's. The heavy metals, the the highest level was in was cadmium and it was in, in, in and out French fries. And the second highest level was in a Sonic cheeseburger. It was lead nine over 900% higher than what the EPA allows in drinking water. We yeah. found 76% of the samples were positive for harmful pesticides. And uh, disturbingly enough, just one example is that the Pizza Hut samples, we did uh, we did two different types of food at each of the 20 restaurants, right? Two different types. One was a, a sausage and cheese piece of pizza from uh, Pizza Hut. And then one was a vegetable topped pizza. The vegetable topped pizza had over 21 parts per billion of harmful pesticides. The sausage and cheese one did not have any. Wow. So it is the, it's the vegetables bringing in the harmful pesticides, right? They try to kill the pests to keep them off the peppers and the onions and yeah. things like that. So um, it's now, it's no longer valid to say, eat your fruits and vegetables to be healthy. You have to say, eat your organic fruits and vegetables in so order to be. Let's look at that. The, a couple of things that you just mentioned. Number one, I don't think a lot of parents realize that unlike when we went to school, School lunches aren't really prepared in the cafeterias anymore. They're exactly. all of this pre-prepared, powdered, you know, stuff that they can just shove into a microwave and heat up. So it's not yes. like the, the old time days when, you know, the ladies in the cafeteria were actually cutting up the potatoes or, you know, actually making food. This is all pre-prepared. And that's why they're getting it from these fast food sources, because they're already pre-prepared. And the other thing that you're mentioning, which is that the foods that we would ordinarily tell our children, hey, you know, eat your veggies, you know, when you're doing the school lunch, look for the salad bar, get the fruits. And now you're telling me that even that is horrible. Oh, my God. It's so horrible. And we 
We found very low levels of minerals. For instance, you'd have to eat nine servings of Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets in order to get your recommended daily intake of copper, which is very important for the balance of copper and zinc in children with autism. Yeah. Vitamin B levels, you'd have to eat 333 Chick-fil-A sandwiches as a woman, 380 as a man, in order to get your recommended daily intake of vitamin B3. Uh -huh. And the vitamin Bs are essential for prefrontal cortex mm -hmm. uh, function. And it has been shown that people with vitamin B deficiency are more aggressive, exactly. like criminals, parolees, and yeah. serial killers. And I have all kinds of stories to tell about that. You can see that on the article on momsacrossamerica.org. Yeah. And then we also found a industrial chemical, a growth hormone called butanodiol yeah. at 8 million parts per billion, like 8,000 parts per, per million, very, very high in the Jack in the Box cheeseburger. And this growth hormone causes combativeness. It causes aggression, agitation, uh, coma, seizures. And so for me, that says, you know, somebody going to Jack in the Box and eating one of those cheeseburgers, he could go home and be cause domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. He could go to a bar and punch somebody or have road rage on the road and kill somebody. He could, could be a, a teenager that goes to school and does a school shooting or a, is a bully. Th these poisons are tearing apart families in America. And it has got to stop. They absolutely can do some safety testing and quality control testing and make sure that these harmful chemicals and toxins are not in um, fast food, which serves 85 million Americans a day or in our school lunches. It's, it's crucial that this happens. And also, by the way, the aviary contraceptive was also found in a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Mm. And the, uh, we tested the top 10 for the, the antibiotics and hormones and 40 to 60% of them contained monocin or naricin. These are um, antibiotics. And one of them causes the hind legs of dogs and horses to go paralyzed at very low levels. Oh so God. goodness knows what that's doing to Americans and to children in school lunches. You know, who knows? Well, you know, what you're saying in terms of the impact that it has on our health, there's nothing new about this. You know, going back decades, You've had um, researchers like Carl Pfeiffer, who has talked about the impact that foods have, or should I say toxicity and deficiencies have on the brain, as well as the mood, as well as the cognitive ability of a child. You know, so as you were saying, if you don't have the sufficient input of zinc and copper, that is going to affect things like depression and anxiety. If you don't have the B vitamins, especially the B3, again, that impacts directly behavior and mood. And one of the major things that you will find in every school, I dare say, in America is that there has been a significant increase in behavior issues, as well as depression, as well as anxiety. And of course, things like autism and all the alphabet soup, whether it be ADD, ADHD, LD, you know, there are 50 million acronyms that they'll have for all of our children. So what you're sharing with us can be so overwhelming for mm -hmm. a mom or a dad who you're, you're just trying to make ends meet. You're trying to send your child to school. What do you do? What are some options available? Yeah, so I have to wrap up in a minute because I have another show, but I just want to say really quickly that um, change out the food that your child is eating the most of mm. to organic. And for most people, that's bread because that's where the glyphosate is. And if you change that to organic, if you change pasta to organic, 
Um, you can buy rice and beans and feed your kid for about a dollar fifty maybe a day for uh, you know for school lunches. A lot of people do that. You put in some spices and it's very tasty. Mm-hmm. And um, and we've had kids, parents tell us that their kids have gone from being aggressive and violent and threatening up to blow the, the school to within two weeks being completely healthy again and having their mental you know stability restored. So switch out, first of all, stop, stop eating the school lunches and send your kids to school with organic lunches and let them choose what they want to have. So that makes them feel more empowered mm-hmm. and, um, and, and get organic fruits and vegetables for sure. Organic fruits and vegetables and organic breads. And, um, you'll be in, you'll be in right. And within a couple of days to a couple of weeks, they'll start sleeping better. Their behavior will get better. Their learning ability will get better. And you will save like our family has on average $10,000 a year on medical expenses. Wow. Yeah. Then thank you so very much for taking the time to speak with our audience today. And we are going to make sure you guys that the link to Moms Across America is down in the show notes. I encourage you to go to that website, learn more about this organization, and we'll be talking about other ways that you can help your school district change the menu in the future. In any case, Thank you for joining us, and we will see you on the next episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Until then, peace and blessings. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.